Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. We're continuing our studies in the early church fathers and what they said about biblical prophecy. And today, we launch into something extremely important, and that is St. Jerome's commentary on Daniel. Uh, There's probably two books that rise to the very top in importance, in my judgment, when it comes to understanding biblical prophecy rooted in the teachings of the early church fathers. And of course, you know, St. Augustine's City of God, and just so you know, you don't have to read the whole thing. Book 20 of the City of God is that key portion of that work by St. Augustine on biblical prophecy. But right up there with St. Augustine's City of God is St. Jerome's commentary on Daniel. In fact, St. Augustine talks about some of the things in Daniel, but he says, actually, there's somebody far more skilled in understanding Daniel than I am, and that's St. Jerome. Consult his work. So here we go. St. Jerome lived between A.D. 347 and 420. He's a saint and one of the four doctors of the church. Probably by the time he was 30 years old, he was one of the greatest Christian scholars in the world. Of course, he's best known for his translation of the Bible into Latin, but he is far, far too little known for his commentary on the prophet Daniel. Let let me just give you some examples of this. I use the Verbum Lagos Bible software extensively in producing these Luke 21 episodes, and I got an ad, an email ad, for a St. Jerome collection. This is the the best of the best of St. Jerome's works. It was for $355.67. I thought, wonderful, I'm going to find St. Jerome's commentary to Daniel if I pay $355 for the best selection of St. Jerome's works, and I look through, oops, no commentary on Daniel. Well, I knew where it would be found. That excellent collection of the teachings of the early church published by the Catholic University of America. It's entitled The Fathers of the Church. And this is an extensive set, a beautiful set. It's 142 volumes. And get the electronic version of it for the Lagos Library is $1,900. And I searched through that. No Jerome's commentary on Daniel. And it's amazing how void the Catholic Church is of this critical teaching of one of her four doctors of the church ignoring a key commentary for understanding all biblical prophecy. Now, I'm very pleased to tell you that Jerome's commentary on Daniel is readily available. You can get it in two days by going to Amazon. By the way, in an English translation, it's only 20 bucks. It was translated by a man named Gleason Archer, and he's a Protestant. What's he doing translating the work of a Catholic saint, Dr. 
of the church in a work totally or at least semi-totally ignored by Catholics. Let me read to you a few portions of the introduction to the commentary on Daniel by Jerome, translated by Gleason Archer, a Protestant, okay? He was an expert in language, and the introduction was written by Wilbur Smith, a professor at Fuller Theological Seminary. He describes Jerome's commentary on Daniel the following way. It's the most important single work produced by the church's fathers on any of the prophetic writings of the Old Testament. For over 1,100 years after its publication, all who wrote on Daniel showed themselves more indebted to this work by Jerome than to any other commentary on the Old Testament scriptures produced in the period of the church fathers. In other words, the period of the church fathers, uh, this is a Protestant writing now, okay. The period of the church fathers is before Protestantism, and the 1,100 years following Jerome, okay, uh, say it was 400, that means it's until the Protestant Reformation even began. This was the most treasured commentary on the Old Testament scriptures and the key commentary for understanding biblical prophecy. He then he goes on. It's strange. It's beyond strange. It's weird. That's my words there. That though we have some 16,000 pages in the Church Fathers set, I will skip all the lingo. I have this set. It's, it takes up two shelves uh, to contain all these volumes, and it's you know, the uh, church fathers before the Council of Nicaea, during it and afterwards, and there's three major series of translations on these church fathers, and guess what? None of them reproduce the commentary on Jerome. They have Jerome's other commentaries, like Galatians is translated into English, okay? And even further, the Oxford movement, who was very big on the church fathers in 19th century, Zip, pass that over as well. Let's go a little bit further. Why would modern so-called scripture scholars ignore St. Jerome's commentary on Daniel? The key Old Testament scripture commentary for 1,100 years, the single best commentary on biblical prophecy— by a saint and doctor of the church, the reason is they have been hoodwinked by the theory of Porphyry. And who is that? Porphyry was a pagan philosopher writing in the general time period that Jerome composed this commentary. But Porphyry's theory basically said that Daniel wasn't prophetic. Daniel, living in the 6th century BC, was prophesying the future of world kingdoms until the coming of Christ, and in Daniel chapter 11 had some very specific details regarding what looked like Antiochus Epiphanes, which the wicked ruler that caused all the Maccabean revolt, but that happened in the 2nd century B.C. So this theory, 
of Porphyry was basically saying that Daniel was historical fiction. It wasn't historical and it wasn't prophetic. It was somebody writing after the fact and pretending that it was prophecy. And the thrust of almost the entire commentary of St. Jerome on Daniel, I shouldn't say the entire commentary, but it comes up over and over and over and over again. He'll say our school, our understanding, and he's writing as a leader in biblical interpretation in the early Catholic Church, and he's opposing this theory that Daniel was writing in the sixth, excuse me, the second century BC instead of the sixth century BC. And basically, um, I don't know who to tell you to turn to because the modern world and biblical scholarship have digested this ancient theory by a pagan philosopher opposed by the saint and doctor of the church. And yet in the modern world, starting in the 17th century, but particularly in the 19th century, it's taken the world by storm, including the Catholic world. This is from the New American Bible, given an imprimatur, and I'm looking at the introduction to the book of Daniel. And by the way, when you're studying scripture, biblical prophecy, uh, or any book of the Bible, you got to watch the introductions because there's the giveaway. Their whole theory, their whole approach to scripture is often revealed. And here's the beginning of the book of Daniel from the New American Bible. This book takes its name not from the author who is actually unknown. What is that saying? That Daniel didn't write Daniel. Daniel wasn't giving, given prophecy from God as far as what the future would be. It's an unknown, unknown author. Uh, and then it gets real nice and soupy pious. The moral is that men of faith can resist temptation and conquer adversity. Oh, how sweet is that? What is important or more important than the question of historicity is the intention of the author writing in the second century BC. Okay, that's the theory of Pophery that St. Jerome was opposing, and it's right in your introduction to the New American Bible. What about the Navarre Bible? Uh, generally, it's better in the New Testament that there's some weaknesses in their introduction to Daniel, and again, given an imprimatur. But as to Daniel of this book, there is no clear historical proof of his existence. He seems to be a legendary figure, a literary device used to string together a number of stories and visions from various periods. Ay, ay, ay. This is uh, an otherwise. And here's one from the introduction to the Bible by Father John Locke's um, published by Tan, Tan's Conservative, right? It's given imprimatur, right? My kids use this book in Seton Home School for Scripture study. Here's what he says. One thing appears to be certain. The book of Daniel, as we now have it, was not written by Daniel the prophet, but it was a compilation of a much later date. So the book of Daniel may have been composed by some inspired writer living long after the Daniel of history. That is all garbage, and I'm sorry, but and I realize I'm in an extreme minority position, which is just great with me. Uh, I, I see this as, as a good fight, 
and I'm taking the side of a uh, side of uh, Saint Jerome in this fight, and going to give you his reasons for understanding the book of Daniel historically and seeing distinct warnings of what will happen in the end times when the Antichrist shows up on the scene. But I just want to close out with probably, I'm laughing nervously here, an eyewitness. I have an eyewitness. Now, if we're in a contest of, of views, and let's say we're in a court of law, and everybody else is, is, is uh, reporting on something that happened, uh, let's see, 2,600 years before they were born, and yet you can bring in an eyewitness to the actual authorship, uh, you know, case is proven, and I have an eyewitness. I do have an eyewitness to the authorship of Daniel. His name is Jesus Christ. And if you believe that Jesus Christ is the eternal God, God's eternal Son, he was fully aware and conscious. He's omniscient. He knows what happened back in the day when what was going on in the sixth century, and Daniel took the pen to paper, made these prophetic declarations. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 15, so when you see the desolating sacrifice spoken of by the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 256 of Luke 21 Radio. Stay tuned. There's more to come. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.